What's going on, folks? It's your boy Kendrick with the Dreadlock Boy. I'm here back with another episode. Um, I wasn't expecting to do this so soon, but since I am on a slightly impromptu vacation, um, I figured it would be a better time to get some <laughs> some content out the way. So uh, I've taken a break from the Christ School. I've taken this week off to give myself a little bit of time to just recharge. My last day of work was technically on Friday. So I wanted to use them to just chill out, get some things taken care of here at the home, and just relax, really. Just relax, you know, put some, get some things together. I got a couple things I have lined up at the moment. I'm currently writing for someone, or writing script for somebody, and I'm currently helping someone cast one character, as well as um, possibly work on their fight choreography, probably be their fight, choreo fight choreographer for their film. So that's what I got going on. But um, until then, I've taken time out to, um, you know, definitely uh, get the show started back up. First of all, get the show started back up. As I mentioned before in my last show, that since summer is here, I want to try to get back to some consistency. So I want to try to get a show out to you every single week. So uh, like I said, I definitely, since I have this week off, I definitely have a lot more, more time to probably get a couple shows to you out this week. Um... Aside from that, I'm going to try to get back to a weekly basis thing. And not only with just with this, but with the Council of the Blurreds. <clears throat> it's been a crazy couple of months. It's been a crazy couple of months. So, after I drink my kombucha here, I definitely want to say that we're going to get back to some consistency. So, definitely be on the lookout for more shows on a weekly basis. Um, this show is actually something that was suggested to me by... A friend of mine that I actually interviewed here on a Dreadlock Blur Top podcast of some time ago. I was looking for suggestions from you guys as to what I should talk about next on the next show. And um, one of them happened to reach out. Um, actually, a couple did reach out, but um, this one was the two, this guy suggested two things. Uh, it's Kevin Green, by the way. Oh, just to do shout out to Kevin Green for suggesting these um, um, topics for me to discuss on the show. Uh, but like I said, another person, uh, you know, reached out and suggested that I talk about, you know, all the photos that just recently dropped for Andy Muschietti's, um, Flash movie. You know, we got shots of, um, Ezra Mills, Barry Allen, uh, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne, who was looking very, rather dapper at that, uh, Maybop, I believe that he's driving around, which looks <laughs> pretty fantastic. But more impressively, um, the screenshots of Sasha Call as Supergirl. And I got to say, out of all the pictures that I've seen, you know, Sasha Call as Supergirl definitely were the ones that stood out to me the most. I actually really love the way she looks. And it's part of speculation as to whether as to which version of Supergirl she's going to be. Now, when mo when she was casted as Supergirl, most people automatically assumed that it was going to be Power Zor-El. I said from the start, especially after I seen what Sasha Call actually looks like, I said from the start that more more is more possible that she would not be playing Tara Zor-El. Considering that this is the Flash movie, and Flash is going to be lightly touching on the Flashpoint storyline and dealing with the multiverse and things like that, it, do, it would stand the reason that we wouldn't be seeing Tara Zor-El in this movie. Um, I know Ben Affleck's Batman is supposed to make an appearance in this as well. Um, I don't know who else is supposed to show up in the movie, but I said before that it's very. It could be very. It could very. It could be a very high possibility that um, 
Sasha Bond could be playing a gender-swapped version of Superman. Um, if you've read the comics, then you know that there is a universe where all the superheroes are gender-swapped. So there's a Supergirl or Superwoman, and there's a Batwoman. Um, so it could have been that, which hence why... You no, know, she doesn't have blonde hair. She very she looks very much like looks like a female version of Henry Cavill's Superman. Um, it could be, and a lot of people have also been speculating. News outlets have been speculating that it could be um, Laura Lane Kent. She is the Supergirl that was born within the Injustice universe. Mind you, that version of Supergirl is actually a hallucination or a fantasy created in Superman's head when he is hit with some magic. Um, that kind of puts him in a coma. So, Kara, so Laura Lane Kent is actually imagined daughter of Superman and Lois Lane. They could do, excuse me, they could do some writing where maybe wherever the universe that, um, you know, flat, um, Barry Allen travels to, maybe, um, it could be that. Maybe it could be a touch of the Injustice universe, so to speak. We don't really know that for sure, but all in all, I definitely enjoy the look of. Sasha calls Supergirl. The costume is definitely a take from the Zack Snyder's version of Superman. Uh, it looks pretty much a shot for shot version of that uniform, um, which led people to believe whether or not uh, Henry Cavill may not be done with the Superman role. I personally hope that he isn't. But crazy, WB is doing some crazy things right now, so there's not much I can say on that front. But Sasha caught a Supergirl. Her suit looks fantastic. And people are asking, how come, where's the cape? If you guys know, more often than not these days, capes are CGI at this point. The only time they're not CGI is when they're non-action like scenes. Like if, he, like, like if you look at Superman and um, Batman from Zack Snyder's um, Snyderverse. They, their capes are usually normal or actual capes when they're not in too many outrageous action scenes. The only time, you know, it's more CG is when, like, you know, they're on a skyscraper or Superman is flying, things like that, where the cape can actually do the comic book things that it's supposed to do. Because if you remember in comic books, the capes do exactly what you what the artists want them to do with the way they draw. In most iterations, capes just fly all over the place. It's, it's real nuts. So, you know, Sasha calls cape for the most part is going to be CGI. Although I did just see one picture of her with her actual cape on. But needless to say, Sasha calls Supergirl looks really fantastic. I really like the way she looks, and I really can't wait for the movie. And it's interesting that um I started with that little tidbit because the um subject that um Kevin Green actually um suggested to me was. A comparison of all the live-action Supermans that have ever played Superman, as well as the Black Superman fan casting, basically. Um, now, I am going back and forth with talking about the Black Superman situation. Um, the Black Superman situation dropped around May. That's when it really, really dropped. That's when the whole situation really got got taken off. Where um. It was announced that the next Superman movie would be a reimagining of Clark Kent as a black Kryptonian. So Superman would essentially be black. Now, I'm not going to say too much about that because a lot of YouTubers have already said it. The one thing I will say is that I don't necessarily need 
I don't necessarily see the need to make Superman or rather or to make Clark Kent black. Not when we have actual black Kryptonians, actual black Superman in the comic book universe between Val Zod, Superman from Earth 2, Calvin Ellis Superman, who was also known as President Superman from Universe 20 from Earth 23. And just plainly put, we have John Henry Iron Steel from the main Superman universe, who was one of the Superman that rise, rose up when Superman was essentially dead. Not to mention the multitude of multi-universe multi Supermans that exist that are actually black. Like, for instance, there's Sunshine Superman, who is a Superman with a fro. You know, um, there are so many different ways, there are so many different ways they could have went with the black Superman idea, but the idea that they're going to make Clark Kent black, you know, I to me... And maybe it's because I'm getting older. It's just one of the things where I was like, I don't necessarily need it, but I'll be interested to see where they go with this. That's that's the best. That's the best I could. That's the most I can say in this. In this, is that I'll be interested to see where they go with it, but I don't necessarily think it was necessary when, it's, when especially when Black Superman actually do exist. And I'm not. And that's not to say that there's not a universe where Superman, like main continuity Superman, was actually black. You know things like that but that story has not been examined within the comic book universe so for as far as we've known superman has always been a quote-unquote white guy he's been a white guy and not to say that his race doesn't play a part in him being superman because in most iterations it really does not the fact that he's an alien it takes more precedent than his, his actual skin color. You know, that that's, that's just my two cents on Superman. Kal-El Superman, to be exact. Um, but needless to say, we've had a lot of iterations of live action, or, or actors who have played um, Superman in live action capacity. Um, the people on this list are, I've pretty much seen them all to one varying degree or another. Um, with the exception of maybe the first one. First one, which his name is Kirk Allen. Kirk Allen plays Superman in the old black and white Superman serials. Uh, and most notably Superman versus the Mole Men. Um, this is around the time where, you know, yeah, they could put the costume on him, but they did something interesting as far as flying. So what they had Superman do, where he would, in terms of flying, he would jump and then it would turn to an animation of him flying. Which I thought was a pretty interesting idea since they couldn't really do the whole flying mechanics, or at least around that time then. So I thought that was a little nice little cheat. I was like, okay, we can't actually make him fly, then the most we can do is at least draw him flying, because it's Superman, people want to see him fly. So there's that. He wasn't he wasn't buff, but that wasn't always a big thing until later on in the comic book history of Superman. Uh, so, as far as Kirk Allen is concerned, there's not much I can say. I, all I can say is that he's probably the first live-action iteration of Superman, so it is what it is. Next up, we have George Reeves. Now, George Reeves' version of Superman is something I actually caught a few episodes. I actually watched a few episodes of the old Superman series, the black and white, which again, which eventually turned into the color series. It became color. Um, actually, back when I was a kid, I used to see a couple of episodes over my grandmother's house. Of Superman on TV because that was at the time when they were still showing it. So he became the most prominent actor to play Superman because it was for TV. 
you know, so every week you tuned in to watch George Reeves, you know, get put in a situation where he has to turn into Superman, and the flying was interesting, it was always, it was against a green screen, and he was in place, the wind blowing his cape, and things like that, him turning at different angles to show that he was either flying up, or flying down, or flying level, you know, you know, it was classic Golden Age Superman, classic Golden Age Superman, you know, so... That was always cool to see. It was cool. Um, then, of course, you have Christopher Reeve, who became literally, he literally became Superman with his casting for the first Superman movie. Superman movie in 1978. He became the, he literally became the living embodiment of the live action Superman. In fact, so much to the point that, like, comic book artists started to adapt his face and his likeness to Superman in the comics. You know, um, everything with that just hit perfectly with casting of Christopher Reeve, who who wasn't actually the first choice. There was actually somebody else in line to play him beforehand. I forget the gentleman's name, but after a while, um, Christopher Reeve, he bulked up and um, he, he just embodied that golden age version of Superman. You know, even to this day, when if you ask certain people who their favorite iteration of Superman is, is Christopher Reeve. And I and I don't blame them for it. I really don't, because he, he filled out the suit. He he, he created that dichotomy like dichotomy between um the bumbling Clark Kent and uh, super confident Superman. You know, he definitely did. Like, you know, Superman the movie still would have regarded as one of the best superhero movies to exist. Superman two is one of my favorite ones. Superman three and four were were, were misfires, although one of the saving graces of Superman 3 was Christopher Reeves' take on, like, a corrupted Superman. I'm not going to call him evil. I'll just say corrupted. Um, where he played, like, a dark Superman who had a darker suit. And essentially, it became down to a fight between Clark Kent and Superman, which was interesting. So, I guess that's kind of our first foray into seeing an evil or a, dar a darker side to Superman, which was interesting. Um, but... As long as, as, as far as, as long as we live, Christopher Reeve will always still be Superman to all of us. Even as new actors come into the, come into the fray over the next few years, Christopher Reeve will be that one who ultimately embodied what it meant to put on the cape and fly. That just goes without saying. Next up, I put two in one. We have John Hames Newton and Gerard Christopher who played Superboy. In the Superboy series, um, the Superboy series I think ran for two, maybe three seasons. Um, John Hames was um, the Superboy for the first season, and then I think Gerard Christopher was the Superboy for the remaining seasons of that series. It was interesting because this is where we got the first live iteration of Lana Lang. Um, we got our first live action iteration of Bizarro. Actually, a lot of people don't remember that. Um, I do because I actually watched this series a lot. I didn't watch every episode, but I actually did watch the series a great deal. I actually really liked it. I'll probably go back and watch it again. Um, I'm pretty sure I can find it somewhere, maybe on like HBO Max or something like that. But um, I think we remember Gerard Christopher more than we do John Hames Newton. Um, the series was actually still pretty good. I thought it was interesting. It definitely took some interesting turns. In fact, there was one episode where... Lex Luger showed up as a different version of Superboy and was beating the main Superboy up. That was wild. So, 
this version of Superboy definitely took some liberties with the Superman mythos, but it was definitely a fun watch, especially when you were a kid. So there's that to consider. There's that to consider. Next up, we have Dean Kane, who played Clark Kent as well as Superman in the Lois Clark, the new Adventures of Superman series that aired on ABC. Around this time, I'd kind of fallen out of the Superman fandom. I think it was around this time where I didn't really feel Superman as much. I think I might have started really getting into Batman around the time. This was around the end. Batman the Animated Series have been on for a while now before Lois and Clark actually premiered on TV. But that's not to take away from Dean Cain's portrayal of Superman. Um, Dean Cain definitely portrayed Superman for the new age. And this was around the time where we had just gotten through the death and return of Superman story. So they were trying some interesting things with him. Um, this is when Superman had the mullet thing going on there. Um, they kind of started on um, Dean King with that, but he eventually went back to the clean cut fade that he normally had. Um, Dean King did a pretty good job. I, I, I will give Dean King, and he definitely had a better suit. And um, everyone's suit up until this point was always the light blue, you know, deep red Superman suit and stuff. But um, Dean King was the first to introduce a darker Superman suit, like a almost not navy blue but but like a deep blue superman suit um i believe he had a symbol on the cape as well and the cape was actually longer but you know again lois and clark was like you know geared to be more of like a romantic sitcom than a superman show you know and we all know it focused more on the relationship between lois and clark uh, Superman did show up, but that wasn't the main focus. Really, just focused on their relationship. But the cast, the cast for Lois and Clark was actually really stellar. You know, uh, Dean Kane as Superman, um, Terry Hatcher as Lois Lane, who I thought did a tremendous job as Lois Lane. Um, they had two different guys play Jimmy Olsen. Um, I forget the guy who played um, um, Perry White, but he did a tremendous job. I mean, this was actually a really good live-action iteration of Superman on TV. I thought it was really good. Um, but, again, like I said, it focused more on the relationship between Clark and Lois as opposed to Superman. But it was there's still some episodes that are pretty cool to watch. There's still some pretty good episodes that you can go back and look at that were pretty all right. So I thought Dean K did a pretty good job around the time. Next up, we have Tom Welling. Now... I'm a person who's followed Smallville from the beginning all the way to the end. Like, there were moments where I kind of broke away from it because certain seasons, let's just be real, certain seasons of Smallville stunk. Certain seasons of Smallville definitely stunk. But for the most part, I held it from the very first episode all the way up until the end. Now, it can be argued that Tom Willing didn't really play Superman. He played Clark Kent, who was on the road to becoming Superman. He was, this is at a time where he was discovering his powers, like, each episode, no, I mean, I guess, I mean, definitely for the first two seasons, dealt with the Freak of the Week, you know, because, I mean, at least in this iteration of the Clark Kent story, not only did he land in Smallville, but a lot of, a lot of remnants from his planet, the Kryptonite landed in Smallville as well, and it gave rise to a lot of um, meteor-infected, or Kryptonite-infected, you know, metahumans, basically. It, it gave rise to many humans. So, it dealt with that, you know, walking, watching um, Tom Willing come into his own from playing a young Clark Kent, 
to an older Clark Kent who meet who dates Lana Lang, who meets Lois Lane. You know, they took a lot of liberties with the mythos. They definitely took a lot of liberties with the mythos, but it, it was definitely enjoyable for most people. I know a lot of people didn't really like Smallville like that. Like I said, I was a diehard Smallville fan from beginning to end. The event where he apparently became Superman. Those of you guys who remember the Smallville Credence was that no tights, no flights. So at no point was Super was Clark was Tom Willing gonna put on the Superman suit, which he did not. They they CGI'd Superman at the end of the series. So he did not put on the suit. There were instances where he did fly. Uh as a matter of fact, the first instance of him flying was when he was reborn as Kal-El. And he went to go find out with the Kryptonian gems, and he took off into the sky, which was... If you guys don't know me by now, one of my favorite superpowers is flying. That's probably why I like Superman a lot, because one of my favorite superpowers... If I could have any superpower in real life, it would be to fly. There's just something about the power of flight that really sticks out to me. It's like something... There's something about it that I find freeing between Superman, between Dragon Ball Z, between heroes, you know, between heroes. There's just something about the ability to fly that just calls out to me. That's probably the, if there's the one power that I could definitely have in actuality, it would be the, the ability to fly. So watching, you know, watching, you know, Tom Welling take off. You know, into the sky and fly was 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 everything to me. It was everything, and even the later later seasons where, you know, even Kara, you know, when um Laura Vanderford who played um Kara Zor-El, Supergirl in Smallville, she knew how to fly, and she was trying to teach him how to fly. And then of course the final episode of the series where he finally gained the ability to fly and stuff. But you know, I mean, so they kind of bent the rules a little bit, but. The no tights, yeah, that was definitely a thing. That was definitely a thing. But needless to say, Tom Welling might be the only actor on this list with the longest tenure of playing Clark Kent Superman. Even though he really wasn't Superman until the end. He's the only one. He I mean the series ran for ten seasons. It ran for ten seasons. Eleven if you don't include the comic book. You know, so you know, Tom Lung has definitely had the longest tenure as being Superman. Um, next up, we have Brandon Routh, which is an interesting take because Brandon Routh's take as Superman also came during when Smallville was still on TV. So there's a lot of speculation as to whether or not Tom Welling would actually be playing Superman in the Superman movie. We were younger then, so a lot of us were thinking, like, it just only makes sense for Tom Welling to play Superman. But... That's not the case. So, in comes Brandon Ralph, who, for all intents and purposes, was actually a pretty decent Superman. The story itself for Superman Returns was just horrible. It, it was it was bad. It was just bad. I mean, for those of you guys who don't know, Superman Returns was pretty much a continuation of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. It basically scrapped off Superman 3 and Superman 4 The Quest for Peace and was supposed to take place immediately after Superman 2. So essentially Superman Returns is technically Superman 3. If we want, if we want to get technical, it's technically Superman 3. But Brandon Routh's 
take on Christopher Reeve as Superman was pretty spot on. He he definitely reminded me a lot of Christopher Reeve. Um, they updated his suit, you know, putting a lot more of the Kryptonian House of L symbol all over the suit. You know, if you look closely at the costume, you can definitely see. Again, taking notes from um, Lois and Clark, the suit was actually darker. The House of L symbol actually stood out more. Is actually more like a 3D type of symbol. The cape was like a deep red. You know, he was tall. He did wear contacts for the role. But I thought... I thought Brandon Roth actually was a pretty decent Superman. I, I just, again, the the material that he was given was just horrible. He might, him, and I know I should probably not say this, but him as Superman and Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor were really the only two saving graces of Superman Returns. I didn't like Kate Bosworth as on Lois Lane. Superboy, Super, um, Jimmy Olsen was pretty okay. Um, I believe it was um, Sam... Huntington, I think I think that's the guy's name. Sam Huntington played um, um Jimmy Olsen and Frank Langella as um Perry White. You know, they're all pretty decent, but definitely Brandon Routh's Superman and Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor were definitely the highlights of Superman Returns. But everything else about it was just crap. And thankfully, thankfully, um Brandon Routh was able to redeem himself. With the Christ on Infinite's um, um crossover on the CW, where he pretty much took that version of Superman and he became the Kingdom Come version of Superman, who again had an awesome, awesome suit. And you can watch interviews on YouTube where he says he feels like he's redeemed that role. He finally got a chance to play Superman again the right way, and he did a good job. My only gripe was that he wasn't there for long. He was there for like, like maybe two parts, maybe like not even two parts. He was there for like maybe one full part of the crossover. He was really like in one episode. And then that was that. Um, but Brandon Ralph, I thought, did a great job. And I'm glad he got a second chance to redeem himself and really fulfill out fill out his own desire to be Superman. Next up is you know, you know him, you love him. I love him. Henry Cavill. I think in this day and age, in this time that we live right now, I think Henry Cavill is probably one, probably one of the best actors to put on the cape as Superman. Contrary to popular belief, a lot of people love him as Superman. He loves playing Superman. And what they're doing to him right now is really fucking ridiculous. It, it really is. Like, this is, this is not against anyone else who's on this list, including my last person on this list. But... We owe we owe and Henry Cavill a lot more respect than what we've been giving him. I honestly feel like he 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 embodied. I think out of everyone on this list, not excluding the last person on this list, I feel like he embodies a modern day Superman. He embodies a modern day Superman the most, especially considering the fact that he's he looks naturally like that. He's naturally that big. You know, he fills out the suit. You know, say what you want about Zack Snyder, but that casting choice with Henry Cavill as Superman was spot on. Again, I hope, I hope somewhere in the brains of Warner Brothers that they don't fuck this up. Pay, pay him whatever he wants. Bring, bring Henry Cavill back. 
bring Henry Cavill back. He's not done. Henry Cavill is not done with Superman. You know it. I know it. He's not done. There's still a lot more that he can do with the Superman role. And you can't count Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League as his three movies. You can't. He needs a proper Superman sequel. He needs a proper Man of Steel sequel, whether it's Brainiac. I would love to see him go up against Brainiac. You know, something, some, some, something that'll make it. What's the word I want to use? Um, you can make it a. I don't want to call it a period piece, but you can make it like a more down to earth movie where he just deals with certain things around where he lives. I mean, Batman v Superman kind of touches that where he's going all over the place doing all these heroic things, saving people from fires and ships and floods and all that stuff. But. There's so many different stories that they can use for for Henry Cavill Superman. So many different Superman stories that they can use, and I honest, I, I he's he's not done. Henry Cavill is not done. There's so much more you can do with him. He wants he wants to play Superman. He loves playing Superman. Let him play Superman. Just let him do it. I'll write something for him. I'll, I'll write a new Superman sequel. I'll write a Superman sequel. I don't have a problem with that. Technically, I'm doing one right now. So just let me do it. But something has to be done to keep Henry Cavill on, 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 in the books. Something has to be done to keep him going so he can at least get at least get two more Superman movies out of it. At the very least. You're not going to continue to sign it for us. We already know that. But the least you can do is give the man his due and let Henry Cavill play Superman for a little while longer. Which brings me up to the last person on this list, Tyler Hecklin. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Hecklin. Not Hoechlin, not Hoechlin. It is Hecklin. He said it himself. When he was cast to play Superman on for the Arrowverse, when he was cast to play Superman in, Supergirl, in, in season two of Supergirl, I thought it was an interesting take. The costume wasn't really all that flattering. I'll, I'll admit that it was a little bit of a weird costume, but I was willing to go with it because I've always felt that Tyler Hecklin would play a good superhero. You know, prior to Ben Affleck being cast as Batman for the um, Snyderverse, I had said that Tyler Hecker would actually, I, th I thought Tyler Hecker would make a pretty decent Batman, aside from Scott Atkins. But I thought Tyler Hecker would pre be, pre be pretty decent. I mean, I want to say that him and Harry Carroll might be the same age, but I could be wrong. But I figured if this is a new Superman, then maybe we can go with like a pretty young Bruce Wayne Batman. I thought Tyler Hecklin could probably do that, but you know, they went a different route. And you know, we got what we got, which was still cool. But you know, Tyler Hecklin as Superman was actually pretty decent. He appeared in the first two episodes of season two. And of course he was there for a few other crossovers. He was there for the Elseworlds crossover where he did a dual role as regular Superman and Black Suit Superman, which I thought was interesting. He did a pretty good villain as Superman. I thought it was good. Um, he, he, of course, was part of the um, crossover, because on Infinite Earths. So that was pretty good. Um, they were definitely ingratiating him more into the Hourverse. And then he got his own show, which was a surprise. We didn't expect him to get his own show with Superman and Lois, which is by far the best Hourverse show on TV right now. Legends of Tomorrow is pretty much doing its own thing. So 
I mean, Legends of Tomorrow is pretty much a sitcom right now. That's pretty much what it is. They, they do superhero things. Batwoman, trash. Batwoman is trash. Um, Supergirl is taking a break right now, but they're on their last season. So it's kind of hard to keep following with them. The Flash. So far, this season has been pretty, it's been, been pretty whack. And I know we're supposed to be getting um, Impulse real soon. And Godspeed is supposed to be making his return, I think, tomorrow night. On the next episode of Flash, Godspeed is supposed to be coming back. It took them a while to circle back to him. But, as far as it stands, and, and I knew this from the first episode of Superman and Lois, just by the production value alone, I'm like, me and my fiance were sitting there watching, like, oh, this is going to be different. This is going to be completely different. And so far, I haven't been disappointed yet. I haven't been disappointed by any episode of Superman and Lois so far. Um, if I have a gripe, is maybe what they're doing with the kids, the two boys. But I'm pretty sure they got a they got a handle on that. But this 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 series definitely proved that Tyler Hecklin makes a great Superman. I mean, as it stands right now, Henry Cavill is a great movie Superman. Tyler Hecklin is a great TV Superman. That's pretty much how I look at it. Henry Cavill can do the movies. Tyler Hecklin can do TV. I think I think he's great. He does a great job of embodying what Superman is supposed to be like. You know, like the classic Superman. So, I I, I always look forward to another episode of Superman and Lois. Like, like, the way I see it, if the Arrowverse comes to the point where it's finished, because, and it's really close because, you know, the only thing that's going to be left is Superman and Lois, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. Batwoman, got, Batwoman has one more season. Batwoman has one more season. Supergirl is finishing up right now. So... We just got to wait and see, but if we're up to me, I would just move Stargirl and Superman and Lois just to HBO Max. I'd just move them there. Let them be with Titans and Doom Patrol and the rest of the DC um, shows on there. Just move them. I, I, would, I would literally just move them to HBO Max. I got a subscription anyway, so it wouldn't bother me. So just move them over to HBO Max and keep moving. Move over those shows and let's keep it rolling because Tyler Hecklin... And Bitsy Tullock, they do a great job at Superman and Lois, respectively. I love the series. I love it. Especially like what they did with John Henry Irons. Like they get they literally hit us with a pump fake, making us think he was just a black Lex Luthor, but he's not. He's John Henry Irons. And he's from another Earth or another universe where Superman went rogue with a whole bunch of other evil Kryptonians and started to destroy the city. Love it. I love it. Tyler Hecklin does a great job. And the more you see him, I think the more he's played the role, the more his confidence in himself definitely grew. Because you can tell with the first episode of Superman and Lois that he actually is having fun playing Superman. You know, I think for the most part, anyone who plays Superman genuinely has fun. It's Superman. Like, how can you not have fun playing one of the most popular heroes on the planet? The most recognizable emblem on the face of this planet, the House of L. I, I, I don't care who you are. At some point in your life, you wanted to be Superman. It is what it is. As, whether you're black, white, Asian, Indian, it doesn't matter. At some point in your life, you wanted to be Superman. Some of us still want to be Superman now. So, you know, but as far as I'm concerned, um... My favorite actors to play Superman are, like, Henry Cavill is at the top. 
Henry Cavill is definitely at the top. Um, to follow right behind Tyler Hecklin, um, Tom Welling, Brandon Routh, Christopher Reeve, Dean Cain, uh, John Himes, Newton, and Chris Jarrett, George Reeves, and Allen, and Kirk Allen. So that's how I go, that's how my order goes. You know, so and again, these are just live action versions of Superman. You know, we're not discounting the animated universes, but the voice actors always do a pretty good job with Superman. So there's nothing I need to worry about that. Now comes the next part. Those are all just for the regular Superman. Again. There's really not much I need to say as far as the Black Superman situation. A lot of the YouTubers have talked about it. All you just need to type is Black Superman and you'll find a plethora of videos of people who look like me saying their piece on the Black Superman situation. Again, like I said before, I don't necessarily see the need to make Clark Kent black, but if that's what they want to do, go ahead. Then go ahead and do it. I mean, Warner Brothers, to me, that doesn't make the most sense. It doesn't seem like the logical thing to do. The logical thing to do would, it, would just be to make Henry Cowell, get Henry Cowell another Superman movie. That makes the most sense to me. Just do a Man of Steel 2, you know, and make Henry Cowell do his thing. Let Henry Cowell do his thing. Um, however... Since this seems to be the route that the Warner Brother is going to go with the next Superman movie and giving us a black Clark, Clark and I have a few people in mind that I wouldn't mind that I could that I think that could possibly play the role of Black Clark Kent. And I have to say that because I have different choices for Valzal Superman as well as President Superman Calvin Ellis. Now I know most people would definitely jump at saying that Michael B. Jordan would be a perfect fit to play a black Superman, a black Superman, anything. And as much as I hate to admit it, I wouldn't, I, I, I tend to agree. I think, I think Michael B. Jordan would do a pretty decent job, but he's already shot that idea down. He obviously doesn't want that responsibility of playing Superman. And I don't blame him. I do not blame him. But, in regards to, you know, Black Clark Kent. Black Clark Kent, there's a number of choices that we can go with. Um, John Boyega comes to mind as possibly a Black Clark Kent. You know, I think he could, I think he would do a pretty decent job. And the guy's a tremendous fucking actor. He really is. You know, so there, there's, there's no denying that. You know, so, you know, John Boyega will probably be a pretty decent, you know, choice to play um, a black Clark Kent. Now, if you don't want to make him too, too black, which is, I imagine, what they're going to probably try to do. Um, I'm forget, I'm probably going to mispronounce this dude's name, uh, but the dude from, what the hell that damn show on? Bridgerton. The dude from Bridgerton, um, Reggie Jean Page, he would probably play, play a pretty decent black Clark Kent. You know, you can always go with an unknown, really. If you really want to, if you really want to take the go the extra mile, you can go with an unknown black actor. You know, there's a lot of those guys out there that um you can pick from. So that that, that that's always a possibility. Actually, in my honest opinion, I would probably go with somebody unknown. 
to play a black Clark Kent. You know, instead of going with an established actor like that, you know, it would, it would probably make the most sense to go with somebody unknown who, or probably someone who was up and coming that hasn't had their chance yet. So, but, you know, it, 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 it you know, there, there's things, there, there's so many ways they can go with this. You know, there's so many things you can do. I mean, like, hell. I didn't, I didn't even think about it just now, but maybe even, you know, Noah Gray Cappy, if I'm saying his name right. Um, he was he played Franklin Aloysius Mumford on My Wife and Kids, which is a very funny show, very underrated show. He played um, Micah Sanders on Heroes. Um, he is currently on, um, what's that damn show? Um, All-American on the CW. He's on that show. And he, he bulked up. He bulked up pretty... Pretty, he bulked up pretty big. He bulked up pretty big. Noah Gray Cavi would probably be a pretty interesting choice. You know, but like I said, they can always go with an unknown for the role of um, a black Clark Kent. Now, if we're talking about a Calvin Ellis President Superman situation or a Val Zod Superman situation, which is what I hope they would have done for a live for the next live action or a black Superman in movies. Um Let's look at, you know, let's look at Calvin Ellis. Calvin Ellis is President Superman. He is a black Kryptonian who came to Earth, um, eventually worked his way into politics, became President of the United States while also working undercover as Superman. You know, the story of Calvin Ellis is actually a pretty interesting one, and he's been in comic books for quite some time now. My actual fan casting for a Calvin Ellis Superman is actually Amari Hardwick. Um, I know some of you are probably saying to yourself, Amari Hardwick, really? The dude from Power? Yeah, the dude from Power. Um, you know, Power is not the only thing he's been a part of over the past couple of years. You know, he was in, um, he's actually in one of my favorite movies, um, Sorry to Bother You, with, um, Keith Stanfield. He, he only had a minor role in that movie, but I thought the movie was interesting. Um, he also was in Nobody's Fool. I haven't yet, I've yet to watch that movie. Um, but his acting is actually really good. And if you even look at Power, he, he, he kind of plays that role where it's like he has to be this way in the public eye, but behind the scenes, he's a different type of character. I think it would be interesting to see him in the role of a person who's not only a superpowered or, or, or a Kryptonian, but is also the president of the United States. So to play the president, you know, mind you, Calvin Ellis was kind of modeled after President Barack Obama. So there's that to consider. So while most people will probably cast someone who looks like Barack Obama, I went the opposite direction. I went with someone who could just bathe, pretty much bring the character of Calvin Ellis to life. I think Amari Hardwick can do that. Like if you have a different choice, you guys let me know in the comment section or however way you want to let me know and let me know who you would have to play Calvin Ellis Superman. But as far as it stands right now, I would definitely go with Amari Hardwick. I think he would be pretty, pretty, and I think he would have fun. I think he would have fun playing the president of the United States as well as Superman. Now, as far as Val Zod is concerned, if you've been following me on YouTube for a while or Instagram or whatever social media that you follow me on, you know I've always, I've definitely had a choice for who can play Val Zod Superman. And that has to go to Simple Walls. You know, most people would say Michael B. Jordan or John Boyega or other characters. Yeah, that's fine. Other actors, yeah, that's okay. But I think Swinko Walls would definitely do it the best. 
I honestly feel like Sinkwell Walls would be the best pick to play a Calvin, excuse me, a Valzad Superman. Gotta remember, you know, Valzad is again another Black Kryptonian from Krypton who was kind of who kind of grew up with the House of L. So he has a connection to not only Superman, but he also has a connection to Kara Zor-El, you know, Supergirl. You know, you kind of want to go with someone who's still relatively young, because when Valzad is first discovered, he's still relatively young. He's like probably like early twenties or something like that. Um, you know, time jumps, of course, in the Earth Two storyline, but I honestly feel like you know, Sinkwell Walls would be an optimal pick to play a you know, Valzad Superman. That's who I would pick. So as far as President Superman goes, is Omar Hardwick, Valzad Superman, is single walls. Any other black Superman or black Clark Kent, you know, John Boyega or Noah Gray Cabby, those are those are my picks for who could possibly play, you know, a black Superman. But as I said in the beginning, I don't know why WB decided to go this route. You know, most people are trying to say this is just them trying to be woke and trying to be inclusive, whatever. I'm just thinking about continuity. That's all I'm thinking about. I'm just thinking about comic continuity. Now, if this is supposed to be an Elseworlds story, fine. That's okay. If it's supposed to be just an Elseworlds thing, I get it. No problem. But not when we have black Superman that actually exist. Calvin Ellis, Valzad, Sunshine, Sunshine Superman, you know, Icon, for that matter. He's technically a black Superman. He's from the Milestone universe, but yes, he's technically a black Superman. You know, um, in a perfect world, if they had done an Icon movie years ago, Ving and Rames would have been the perfect pick to play, you know, Icon. It would have been Ving Rames. Like, um, maybe right now, Mike Coulter. I think Mike Coulter would probably be a good fit to play, you know, Augustus Freeman, um, a.k.a. Icon. You know, there's so many ways you can go with this. There's just so many ways you can go with this. But those are, that's just my, that's just my, I guess, hot take on the Black Superman situation. You know, I'm going to be interested to see how the rest of the thing plays out. I don't think it's really necessary. They could have just stuck with what they got going on and just try to make it better. But WB is fucking, is, is, are fucking stupid. They, they just are. WB is dumb. It's really dumb. And there's not much I can say about WB anymore. It really isn't. You know, so. Especially after I saw what the Mortal Kombat movie. Mm-mm. Nah. Nah. Now. And yeah, I could easily blame the filmmakers for that, but WB signed off on it, so. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see, but, you know, Su Superman is one of those characters that's been around for I believe 80 years. Superman's been around for 80 years. The comic books have definitely done him better than live action. The animated animated stuff has done right by him as far as live action. You know, you can't keep I mean it's okay to reboot these movies after time when these actors can't play these roles anymore. And again, I hate to do this, I hate to make this comparison, but the MCU has the right formula. They have these guys on for a ten plus years. Until they decide that they don't want to do it anymore. So what do they do? Tony Stark sacrifices himself. Captain America goes back in time and comes back and he gives up the shield. So now somebody else can take up the mantle. That's how it's supposed to go. 
that's how it's supposed to be done, guys. So, I don't know. 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 I was to say, but you guys let me know what you think about not only the Black Superman situation, but, you know, who is your best, who is your favorite live-action iteration of Superman? What actor do you like most? You know, who else do you think could play Superman in the next couple of years? You know, so... Sorry, I said you, but that's just, that's just my take on this thing. You let me know in the comment section. Um, if you know what you're listening to, what you're watching, hit the thumbs up. If you don't hit the thumbs down, give me a like, share, follow, subscribe, all that other good stuff. If you would like to make suggestions for me to, for things for me to talk about on the next couple of shows or the next, or future shows, let me know, and I'll definitely work it into the schedule somehow. All right, I'm out. Peace.